All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here, and uh, I think we're live. Uh, the computer tells me we're streaming. I don't know why it wouldn't connect uh, 10 minutes ago when it should have, but we are. I am being told by my computer that we are streaming, and so let me play some theme music for y'all to get the show started. And of course, here's the theme song. Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James. This is Bloodlines on Eurofolk Radio. I'm going to have to play another interlude because I haven't had a chance to upload the programs I was going to be reading from this morning. So uh, let's just have a little bit of mood music. Uh, I had to give the uh, computer a kick in the butt (laughs) to get it going this morning. And so what we're going to do, is uh, listen to a couple of one or two songs here before we get started officially. And here's uh, one of my favorite songs. <laughs>
You know what? I hope there's no computers in the kingdom. <laughs> I think we can do without them, but for right now, <clears throat> we have to live with them. And uh, they rule our lives. <laughs> they absolutely do. All right, so, uh, yeah, Murphy's Law. Everything, uh, Murphy's Law is the only law that actually works 100% of the time. <laughs> if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. And Eurofolk Radio is living proof of that. And so I surely hope that in the kingdom, we will not have have to use computers. Uh, we should have mastered the elements and performed miracles. Those of us, the remnant that will be ru- running the kingdom. Right now we're ruining the kingdom, but we will be running the kingdom once it arrives here and the tares are eliminated. And we'll be able to telepathically communicate with each other and uh, make make the computers work with our minds and uh, won't have to rely on these uh, stupid programs but in any case but what do you expect when uh, you're you're getting free programs and cheap programs inexpensive I shouldn't say cheap inexpensive programs to run a radio station a low budget radio station so welcome back, folks. You're folk radio right here, and today we're going to talk about the myth of the Judeo-Christian, yeah, Judeo-Christian tradition, and it's becoming uh, more and more, how should we, uh, fashionable, to talk about the fallacy of a Judeo-Christian tradition, and uh, it's very encouraging that when I type. Uh, uh, fallacy of Judeo-Christian tradition in the browser, a whole bunch of articles come up. And that's encouraging because the vast majority of uh, modern Christians uh, actually believe that there is such a thing as a jo- Judeo-Christian tradition. And so this is from BibleBelievers.org, a very excellent Christian identity website that uh, in, from, uh, based in Australia. And uh, I know the the guy who runs the website has run afoul of the Jews in Australia and uh, has been taken to court by them, but I'm pretty sure he won the case. They tried to accuse him of being an anti-Semite. And the, uh, what do you call it, the, the laws around the world, the Jews are constantly trying to push for and pass laws that prevent us from criticizing them. The Jews do not allow any speech other than favorable speech about them. So the the Jews are the one ethnic group that cannot be criticized. You can't you can't boycott the Israeli state. You can't criticize a Jew, even though the Jew is a, uh, an ex murderer. Uh, that, that because uh, if you do point out that there is a Jewish ex murderer, that reflects uh, you're an anti semite. Uh, that's that's basically the logic. You know, if you say anything negative about Jews, you're an anti-Semite, and uh, you'll be charged with a hate crime. Uh, you, because you, they're a protected group; you cannot be criticized. And so, uh, but the Catholics can be criticized. Uh, Protestants can be, to some extent, even Muslims can be criticized. But even there, you'll be accused of Islamophobia. If you criticize a Muslim, and then if you criticize a black, then you're a racist. So you can see the way this trend is going, folks, that anybody but white people can be uh, you know, talked about 
And you can criticize white people. You can criticize white Christians. In fact, Christianity is the number one time. If there's any group that's persecuted in the world, it's Christians, whether they realize it or not. And, uh, you know, what we see going on in China, where the communist government is has been suppressing Christianity for decades. No, the mass media doesn't point out the fact that the Christians are the most persecuted people in the world. And yet, all we ever hear about is the six million back in World War II. Well, of course, that's a lie also. All right, so let's get into this. The myth of a Judeo-Christian tradition. This is an age in which news has been superseded by propaganda and education by brainwashing and indoctrination. From the advertising used to sell poor quality goods from China to the classes in schools designed to make children into conditioned robots of the state and also to make them, uh, how should I put this, uh, merchandise for pedophiles, and that's a Jew-run industry also, the art of persuasion has displaced the simple virtue of truth. The art of propaganda and total control of media is what we're talking about here. The, the Jews themselves will admit that they control the media, but if you dare say so yourself, and this is the complaint that most of our people have, we simply quote Jewish Jews when they make these claims. It's okay for Jews to make these claims, but if we simply quote them in public, then we're engaging in hate speech. It's quite an incredible double standard. And I wish people would wake up. I wish the Judeo-Christians, so-called, would wake up and see this. But that's what we're here for, is to try to awaken them. Since the end of the Second World War, we have been bombarded from all sides with references to the Western world's, quote, Judeo-Christian religion, unquote, and our Judeo-Christian heritage, which was not invented until the 1930s, folks. There was no such thing, not even in people's minds. There was never any such thing until the 1930s. We are told by both church leaders and scholars that our society is based on a supposed Judeo-Christian tradition. Now, Pastor Martins and I have started a series on ecumenism and how ecumenism is really a deep state, globalist, Illuminati project which uh, was financed and promoted by the Rockefellers here in America, and of course the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers always work closely together, and how they had infiltrated the churches, before there was such a thing as Judeo-Christianity, infiltrated the churches with communists, communists, homosexuals, and Jews into the churches. And once the Jews started posturing as Christian ministers, That's when this Judeo-Christian tradition started. Let's continue. The notion of Judeo-Christian religion is an unquestioned, almost sacrosanct, part of both secular and church thinking. Yeah, they want the secularists to believe this garbage, that there is some kind of commonality between Christianity and Judaism. American Christian leader Professor Franklin H. Little, a vocal supporter of the Zionist state. Ah, there's the real motivation frankly declared that to be Christian is to be Jewish. Oh, really? So why don't the Jews accept Christ? And that consequently it was the duty of a Christian to put support for the land of Israel 
above all else. Now we know the real motivation for this Judeo-Christian tradition. Pat Boone, the North American singer and evangelist, much better singer than evangelist, said there are two kinds of Judaism, one Orthodox and the other Christian. No, there's only one kind of Judaism, Talmudism, the one and only kind of Judaism, and it does not come from Moses, it does not come from the Old Testament. Yet such a decidedly Christian Zionist outlook is, to say the least, wildly simplistic and profoundly ahistorical. Very good. As the astute Jewish writer Joshua J. Adler points out, quote, The differences between Christianity and Judaism are much more than merely believing in whether the Messiah already appeared or is still expected, as some like to say. Well, of course, now the average Christian has no idea that Jewish messianism is the exact opposite of Christian messianism. We know that the Messiah already appeared 2,000 years ago. Jewish messianism is the prediction that he he is yet to come. He is yet to come. So, the two can't possibly be based on the same scriptures. They can't, and, and of course, we know that the Old Testament prophesied the coming of the real Messiah, and that he came and he will come again. But the first time was to die for our sins, not the sins of the world, the sins of the Israelite world, and not for the Jews, because they're not Israelites. So, at least there are Jews who agree with us that Judeo-Christianity is an oxymoron, a self-contradiction. The comments of Jewish author Mr. S. Levin may well explain the Christian's need for the Judeo-Christian myth. Writing in the Israeli journal Biblical Polemics, Levin concludes, quote, After all, we worship the same God. Do we? We, we in identity, worship Yahweh. The Jews worship Lucifer, and the Judeo-Christians worship who knows what. This uh, Jaime Jesus, as uh, Brother Abraham likes to put it, the Christian always says to the Jew, and the Jew never to the Christian. <laughs> all right, this is... <laughs> and let me repeat this. After all, we worship the same God, the Christian says to the Jew. But the Jew never says this to the Christian. The, the Jews say we're idolaters because we believe in one, two, three, uh, umpteen gods. Certainly the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And because, but it, because we dare to worship Yahshua Messiah, they claim we are idolaters. And of course they have instituted the Noahide laws with the view that Christians will be executed for their idolatry once the Jews set up their global hegemony. And it's amazing to me that uh, they haven't totally succeeded yet. But I'm sure the Second Amendment has something to do with that, at least here in America. The Jew knows that he does not worship the Christ God. Thank you very much, Mr. Levin. But the Christian orphan needs to worship the God of Israel, which is not the same as the God of the Jews. If only our Christian brethren could see this. 
and so his standard gambit rolls easily and thoughtlessly from his lips. Yes, we've been brainwashed to believe that Jesus was a Jew. It is a strictly unilateral affirmation, which the Jews don't believe at all, which is exactly what he's saying here. But the Christians are clueless. They, they think the Jews think like Christians. No, they don't. It's the opposite of Christianity. Limited to making a claim on the God of Israel, but never invoked with reference to other gods. Well, the Jews, even in their Talmud and other literature, they definitely believe in angels. They definitely believe in the archangels. And these are Elohim just as much as any god are Elohim, because the Hebrew word Elohim is actually a, pl- a plural word. It's a, uh, what's the word, a collective noun. And it, it almost, uh, the the singular El refers to one God. Eloha is the m- more personal singular term more familiar singular term, but Elohim, which from which the word God is translated in your King James Bible, is a collective noun. Uh, and it's uh, used as a singular noun because it is a collective, as in the band played on. The band is a collective noun, so, so is the word Elohim. So this standard gambit rolls easily and thoughtlessly from the Christian's lips. It is a strictly unilateral affirmation by the Jews, uh, uh, burned into the minds like a brand, like branding a cow, into the minds of Judeo-Christians. But, but it is a false brand. There's no way scripture can reconcile the evil of Judaism and the uh, mindlessness, unawakeness of modern Christianity. I mean, you're talking about two groups. The, the one who toys with the mentality of the other. I mean, there's no comparison. This, this is Satan toying with the minds of Judeo-Christians. And, uh, okay, uh, let's see, I guess there's somebody in the chat room uh, causing havoc. Maybe Paul, maybe, okay, thank you. I guess it's done. Thank you very much. All right, so what we're dealing with here is Jewish psychology, which was invented by Satan himself. The Jews even admitted in their writings that they do not believe, certainly not in the God of the Christians, namely Jesus Christ, Yahshua Messiah. But First John 2.22 says very clearly, those who do not have the Son have not the Father. But the children of Christianity do not have ministers faithfully teaching them what the Bible says. They simply believe this ecumenism, that's what Judeo-Christian really is, it's ecumenism, the globalist religion, the globalist version of what passes for Christianity today, 
run by banksters, think tanks, and communists. That's what modern Christianity has become. Okay, So let me just read this statement all the way through without interruption because Mr. Levin's comment is 100% accurate. At, quote, after all, we worship the same God, unquote, the Christian always says to the Jew, and the Jew never to the Christian. The Jew never says this to the Christian. The Jew knows that he does not worship the Christ God, but the Christian orphan needs to worship the God of Israel. And so his standard gamut rolls easily and thoughtlessly from his lips. It is a strictly unilateral affirmation limited to making a claim on the God of Israel, but never invoked with reference to other gods. A Christian never confronts a Muslim or a Hindu with, after all, we worship the same God. Back in 1992, both Newsweek magazine and the Israeli Jerusalem Post newspaper simultaneously printed extensive articles scrutinizing the roots of the sacrosanct Judeo-Christian honeymoon. I'd say the honeymoon is just about over, folks. Uh, I think the Christian uh, bride has been abused enough because the so-called husband never wanted to marry her in the first place. He's just using her, us, for his sexual and psychological torture, sadomasochism. The statement heading the Newsweek article read, quote, Politicians appeal to a Judeo-Christian tradition. <coughs> yes, they do. <coughs> but religious scholars say it no longer exists. <laughs> okay, <laughs> So, I mean, it's good that the, the, that the Christian scholars or religious scholars agree with us. The Jerusalem Post article's full, full quote announced, quote, Anti-Semitism is a direct result of the church's teachings, which Christians perhaps need to re-examine, unquote. Now, if as these brainwashed Christians believe that we worship the same God, why in the world do the Jews blame Christians for the Holocaust? If we actually worship the same God, why don't the Jews accept us as brothers? They never have. They never will. And they are genetically disinclined to make that a reality because they are the children of the devil, not the children of Yahweh. I mean, don't these contradictions surface in the minds of modern Christians? It's, it's incredible that they are not aware of these contradictions. Or if they are aware, they just ignore them. <coughs> Excuse me. For scholars of American religion, Newsweek states, the idea of a single Judeo-Christian tradition is a made-in-America myth. Thank you very much. That many of them no longer regard as valid. Certainly those of us in identity have never regarded this as valid. It quotes eminent Talmudic scholar Jacob Neusner, quote, Theologically and historically, there is no such thing as the Judeo-Christian tradition. It's a secular myth favored by people who are not really believers themselves. All right, Unfortunately, there's way too many white nationalists who believe this tripe. By the way, you can get a, a tripe 
a sandwich at a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> but you also get it from theologians in Christian pulpits, folks. In Christian pulpits. But it's not just a secular myth. It's a deliberately contrived Jewish myth imposed upon the Christian world by ecumenism. You've probably seen that bumper sticker, oh, what is it, Coexist. The bumper that says Coexist, and it's got the uh, half moon of Islam as a sea, and uh, I think the O is a, uh, it's got a star of Remphan in it, so that's how they squeeze the uh, the Jewish symbol in there. And in, in essence, it's putting symbols of different religions in the word coexist. Of course, there's no... Ex- I mean, how's it working, folks? Is Islam and Christianity working out? Uh, I'd say the rapes are... On a, uh, talk about a unilateral. <laughs> the rape fest is unilateral on that basis, folks. I mean... Is it possible that there are still Christians in the world today who, hoping against hope, believe that Islam and Christianity can work things out? I mean, are Christians really this brain dead to believe such arguments? And are there white nationalists who are really so brain dead? as to think that this is not, whole thing is not just a Jewish hoax? Unfortunately, the answer to both questions is yes. There really are people who are so brain dead, because both groups have been equally brainwashed by the Jews, just in different ways. There's nuances of brainwashing going on here. Let's continue here. The idea of a common Judeo-Christian tradition first surfaced at the end of the 19th century, but did not gain popular support until the 1940s as part of an American reaction to Nazism. Now, interestingly, the Jews had this all planned, and of course the Schofield Reference Bible is a major cog in the wheel of propaganda here, to break down Christian resistance to Judaism, which had existed for 1900 years. There was no such concept of Judeo-Christianity for 1900 years, folks. So, how did this idea come about? It certainly isn't a Christian invention. It's an invention of the globalists and the Zionists. And communists participating, because what these Zionists did was they selected communists to fill the ranks of the ecumenical councils, such as the World Council of Religion and the National Council of Religion, and every possible Judeo-Christian conference of Christians and Jews, the uh, Christian and Jewish Rowing Society, the Christian and Jewish Biking Society, Jewish Messiah, etc., etc. All of these groups have been established by the Jews to further this idea that such a thing exists while we have Jews, Jewish theologians, blatantly denying it because it's, it's not a fact, it's not a real thing. 
It's simply an idea placed in the minds of Christians to turn them into antichrists. They have become antichrists and don't know it. Because why? They're following the religion of the antichrist. Deception. Talmudism. So, as a reaction, of course, all of this was scripted. This was planned by the Zionists as part of a scripted American reaction to Nazism. And concludes that since then, both Jewish and Christian scholars have come to recognize that, geopolitics apart, Judaism and Christianity are different, even rival religions. Well, that's not true in the minds of modern Christians. They're still clueless. They are absolutely clueless. Okay, I see some people putting in the uh, bumper sticker. Thank you, Swamp Fox. Coexists. Oh, the O is a uh, peace sign from the 60s. So that's paganism. <laughs> I don't know. E, e must stand for ecumenism. Ecumenism. And then we have the Star of Remphan. Then we have the Ankh from Egypt, which is a pagan symbol. And then we've got the Tai Chi wheel. And then finally, you know, wouldn't it be, why is Christianity last? <laughs> why is Christianity last? <laughs> okay, let me read. That's just my uh, assumption here. Oh, okay. The C comes from Islam. It's the moon symbol. The uh, peace symbol stands for peace. Uh, the E somehow stands for male-female, but people are denying that there's a difference between male and female. They're denying the genders that Yahweh created in Genesis chapter 1. And of course, the star of Remphan symbolizes Judaism. The eye with the, oh, it's got a uh, a pentagram inside of a circle dotting the eye. Wicca, pagan, also the Baha'i faith. And then the uh, Tai Chi wheel, Taoism, Confucianism, and finally Christianity. So, so different people, I don't know who invented this symbol, but uh, it's obviously ecumenism. Again, the international Jew has created this catchy little bumper sticker uh, to put into the minds of secularists, Christians, everybody but Jews. I don't think Muslims are influenced by this bumper sticker either. Only white people, <laughs> whether secular or religious, are the ones who are influenced by this garbage. Unfortunately, that's the fact. We can say with total sincerity that Eve is still being deceived by the devil, by Nahash. Incredible as it is, after 6,000 years, the vast majority of whites have learned nothing from either the Bible or from history. Wowzer. Wowzer. I, I'm wishing that this is just a dream. <laughs> I'm wishing that this is only a dream, but it's reality. The nightmare is not yet over. A 6,000-year-old nightmare.
But fortunately, our Bible predicts that it will end, not the Jewish Bible, the Aryan Bible, the Adamic Bible, the Christian Identity Two-Seed-Line Bible, predicts that this will all soon come to an end. And it will have just been a bad dream, a really bad dream for the white race. The Jews have been riding the wave. They're like surfing on the wave of Anglo-Saxon gullibility. It's a wave that's gone down through history. Adamic gullibility. Oh, Eve. And Adam, too. There's a lot of men out there who believe all this tripe. So, our job is to keep preaching the truth until, you know, maybe we only wake one new Israelite on today's show. I hope it's more than that. By the way, the uh, I've been promoting the, the uh, article on ecumenism that Pastor Martins and I have been talking about. It's really a, a, a fantastic article. By a, by a half Jew, talking about how ecumenism is a globalist thrust, and that you cannot you cannot understand how modern Christianity has been subverted without referring to this article. It's called "The War on Christianity." The War on Christianity by James Perloff. Let me get the link and put it in here. And I urge everybody listening to get a hold of this article, print it out. I don't think he even mentions the word Jew in this article. But the the documentation of how Christianity has been infiltrated and subverted by globalists is irrefutable. So this would be, a, how should I put this, a... A more neutral article, it's, it doesn't contain a lot of talk about race as we in Christian identity understand our true religion. It's just talking about how it was subverted by the super rich, such as the Rockefellers, the Morgans, the Mellons, the think tanks, the tax-exempt corporations, and how they placed communists in our pulpits. So this article might just wake up a few of the sleeping sheeple. Okay? Yeah, the correct pronunciation is ecumenism. But uh, the adjective is ecumenism. It, uh, it changes pronunciation as you go. An ecumenical is the adjective, etc. The, the, the noun is pronounced ecumenism. So uh, at least that's how Catholic scholars pronounce it. <laughs> because they... There, the Catholic Church is one of the biggest promoters of ecumenism ever since Vatican II. No doubt, yeah, the sheep are led to the slaughter by the Judas goat. We have to, our minds have to be shut down so that we can't see that we're in the, the chute that leads to the chopping block. I mean, I'm not exaggerating, folks. This is really what it is. Judeo-Christianity is the shoot to the chopping block for Judeo-Christians. 
If you don't wake up, dear Christian, if you don't wake up, you will land on the child. Your head will roll. Because that's what this modernism, that's what this modern religion is doing to you. I repeat, Christianity is the most persecuted religion on the face of the earth. And Christians are showing a glimmer of awakening to that fact. But because the YouTube doesn't talk about it, and because their Judeo pastor doesn't talk about it, what's happening is that Christians are being bored to death in their local Judeo congregations because there's so, so much nonsense and so much lame preaching going on in the Judeo churches that Christians are leaving in droves. That doesn't mean they're waking up. They're just leaving because they see, they feel, they sense there's something wrong. And especially the men. I mean, when I was a kid growing up in Catholic school, and of course, my parents supported the local Catholic church. And I was told to go to Catholic church every Sunday, even though, my parents didn't. My mother went occasionally. My father hardly ever went. And even then, when I was growing up, this is 1950s, mid-1950s, the pews were dominated by women. It was mainly women going to church. Men stayed away. <coughs> I think men's BS meter, <laughs> we men have a stronger BS meter in our brains probably because we're we've been uh ripped off by other men our women tend to refuse to believe that there are con artists around every corner and even in the pulpits just like uh the white wife the christian wife who's been cheated on by her husband and her friends are telling your husband is cheating on you and she just refuses to believe it A very common theme in uh, in literature. <laughs> the woman who refuses to believe she's being cheated on. No, he couldn't do that to me. I'm too good. Why would he cheat on me? The Jerusalem Post accused the Christian church of being responsible for the Holocaust. Now, wait a minute. If there is such a thing as Judeo-Christianity, then the Jews have to have something to do with it, too. Because the Jews helped create this non-religion, this fake religion called Judeo-Christianity. So they must have to take the blame for some of that. Because they, they know, they claim, they say that Christianity is an offshoot of Judaism. So somewhere along the line, the Jews had to have contributed to our mindset. But of course we know the Holocaust is just a hoax. But nevertheless, the Jews will use every possible excuse to accuse Christians of some kind of wrongdoing because they have the guillotines all set up, folks. The Noahide laws and the accusations, the trials, and even the uh, polyethylene <laughs> caskets are ready for the executed Christians. It's all, it's all good to go. They're just waiting for the right time. 
can they pull this off? Well, we're not quite dumbed down totally yet. And uh, thanks to the Internet, we are able to get the word out that uh, the Jews control the world and our government and our economic system and the media. And uh, this is beginning to finally filter through. We're still waiting for the hundredth monkey to awaken. You know, I don't know if you heard the theory of the hundredth monkey, but there was an island in the Pacific where monkeys didn't learn didn't learn the tricks of, of the monkeys of the neighboring island. But when the hundredth monkey on the island learned how to do the trick, all of a sudden the monkeys on the neighboring island who never were taught the trick somehow caught on to it. So there was some kind of mental transmission from one island of monkeys to another. So if we can't get through to these sleeping Christians with the spoken word, with written articles, with broadcasts, with slideshows, whatever media we have, if we can't get through to them that way, this way, then we still have, we just have to keep praying for them and hope that that hundredth Judeo-Christian will finally wake up. And the awakening will spread through the brains and the minds of Christians everywhere. That the Jews are imposters. And that there is no such thing as Judeo-Christianity. It's a ruse. It's a lie. Beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. They go to churches where that message is not preached. So, the French Jewish scholar Jules Isaac was quoted as saying, quote, without centuries of Christian catechism, preaching and vituperation, no. Thank you for bringing up real history, Mr. Isaac. But the feeling was mutual. Up until around 1900 A.D., Christians hated Jews, and Jews hated Christians. The feeling was mutual, Mr. Isaac. And the reason why we Christians tried to keep you Jews out of our societies is because you, we knew that you were vipers, and we knew about your con game called fractional reserve banking. And that if we let you Jews into our society and have you, let you have equal rights to us, you will simply exploit us and destroy us, as you have been doing with ecumenism and this gambit called Judeo-Christianity. And then he says, after vituperation, the Hitlerian teachings... Well, where did Hitler get the idea that the Jews are vipers? <laughs> he got it from personal experience. By the way, there's not one shred of forensic evidence that this Holocaust ever happened. And even the Jews themselves say that all of the gassing occurred in the last couple of years of World War II, which makes the six million figure even harder to believe and document. Of course, there is no documentation that anybody was gassed to death. Continuing here, 
Now, he accuses Hitler of engaging in propaganda and vituperation. So, so without centuries of Christian catechism, preaching, and vituperation, the Holocaust would not have been possible. Well, it didn't happen. So, you're blaming the wrong people for the Holocaust. You have to blame it on yourselves because you invented it. The problem, concludes the Jerusalem Post, is not, as some assert, that certain Christian leaders deviated from Christian teachings and behaved in an unchristian manner. It is the teachings themselves that are bent. In other words, we, we follow Yahshua Messiah, who, whom the Old Testament clearly states is the Messiah. He's the only one that fulfilled all 70-some-odd prophecies about the Messiah. He was a Judahite, as both the Old Testament and the New Testament confirm. Can't argue with that. But none of these people cite actual scriptures. They simply make stuff up as if it were history. So it is we Christians behaving as Christians, that's the problem. That's the problem. We believe the scriptures. Nobody else does. And because we believe the scriptures and accept Yahshua Messiah as the Messiah, we committed the Holocaust. That's what the Jerusalem Post is saying. No mention of the 66 million Christians murdered by Bolshevik Jews in Russia, the 13 million Ukrainians starved to death by the Bolsheviks in Ukraine. The two or more million Armenian Christians slaughtered by Jew Bolsheviks, posing uh, actually a Freemasonic secret society. How about the decades, the millennia, of Christians being enslaved and tortured by Jews and Muslims throughout history? Oh, no, 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 no. No, the, 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 the vituperation is a one-way street, according to Jules Isaac and the Jerusalem Post. How, how about being historical? How about being historically accurate and not lying? Although Mr. Isaac did make a true statement. He said that there is no such thing as Judeo-Christianity. A Jew actually made a true statement. Joshua Yehuda, a prominent French Jewish leader, observed in the late 1950s, quote, the current expression of Judeo-Christian is an error. Thank you very much. We agree. It is an error. There can be no such concept. Which has altered the course of universal history by the confusion it has sown in men's minds. Amen. This Jew is speaking the truth here. If by it one is meant to understand the Jewish origin of Christianity. Well, since Judaism is not the religion of the Old Testament, if you believe that, you are still flummoxed by the Jews. Moses was not a Jew. Abraham was not a Jew. Not even Judah was a Jew. He was a Judahite. And there's a difference between a Judahite and a Jew. 
A Judahite is the racially pure descendant of the tribe of Judah. A Jew is a mixed-race mongrel who, who worships, whose uh, uh, reckoning goes through the mother, not through the father. Just check the Jewish state itself. They define a Jew as anyone born to a Jewish mother. It doesn't matter what race they are. Where is that in the Bible? If the term Judeo-Christian does point to a common origin, there is no doubt that it is a most dangerous idea. Thank you very much. It is a dangerous idea, but it's only believed by Christians. That's the danger. It is based on a contradictio in abjecto, an abject contradiction, which has set the path of history on the wrong track. It has deceived Christians. But as we can see here, the Jews are not fooled. Why? Because the Jews are using this trick against Christians. This is just an honest, relatively honest, Jew, Yahshua Yehuda, saying that this is a bad idea. But does he actually admit that it's a Jewish idea? I don't think Mr. Yehuda is going to go that far. It is, however, absolutely true that the very idea of Judeo-Christianity is an abject contradiction. It links in one breath two ideas which are completely irreconcilable. It seeks to demonstrate that there is no difference between day and night, or hot and cold, or black and white. Oh, that's nihilism, folks. Or male and female. Throw that in there. And thus introduces a fatal element of confusion to a basis on which some, nevertheless, are endeavoring to construct a civilization. Wow! What a fantastic quote from a Jew. Now whether or not he understands that this idea was invented by the Jews to dupe Christians into becoming Judeo-Christians and believing the lie that Jesus was a Jew and that Christianity has origins in Judaism, but that, uh, that's obviously what's going on. Will Mr. Yehuda admit that this whole process was started by Jews in order to deceive Christians? Will he admit that? Unfortunately, I don't have the book to see if he does admit such a thing. So, folks, uh, so far, a really fantastic article. So, and, and obviously, yes, we are not dealing with the teachings of Yahweh. We're dealing with the teachings of a distorted Bible, distorted by Jews and their catechists. Yes, their catechists, the Judeo-Christian ministers, who are spewing this tripe for the flummoxed Christians to absorb this great lie that there is such a thing as Judeo-Christianity and that the Jews wrote the Old Testament, the Jews are the Israel of the Old Testament, ad nauseum, ad nauseum. It's the nauseating gospel, folks. It's the nauseating gospel. And fortunately, people are being bored out of the pews, if not nauseated out of the pews. 
Next heading. What is the truth? Is there then any truth in this term Judeo-Christian? So, BibleBelievers.org has quoted many Jews stating that this idea is simply a contradiction and or a myth, which is correct. But the Christian in the pew, in the Jew pew, has never read these quotations. The Judeo minister in the pulpit has not alerted them to this fraud. In fact, he is part of the fraud. Falsely believing that a Judeo minister is following in the footsteps of Christ. These pulpit bastards will never quote the scriptures that are we are warned that there will be sheep wolves in sheep's clothing. And even the dullest of the Judeo Christians in the Jew in the Jew pew believing the Jew spew will have to think, well, if Jesus warned us that there will be wolves in sheep's clothing, ah, maybe the one in the pulpit standing there right today, maybe he's one of them? Reviewing the last 2,000 years of Western Christian history, there is really no evidence of a Judeo-Christian tradition. Thank you very much. And this has not escaped the attention of honest Christian and Jewish commentators. Is there such a thing as honesty in the world today? Not in Judaism. Not in modern Christianity. Not in politics. Not in banking. Not in Hollywood. Not in the mass media. Because it's all controlled by Jews. And their slaves, the Shabbos Goy, <laughs> employees of the Jews at Disney, at ABC, NBC, CBS, etc., all of whom spout Jew spew. The Jew scholar Dr. Joseph Klausner, in his book Jesus of Nazareth, expressed the Judaic viewpoint that, quote, there was something contrary to the world outlook of Israel in Christ, no, of the Jews. The Israelites of the New Testament were expecting a Messiah. It was the Jew Herod who tried to, the Edomite Jew Herod, who tried to kill the baby Jesus. And it was the Edomite Jew Pharisees who did execute the 33-year-old Messiah. Why? Because they were afraid he would overthrow their empire of deceit. Didn't they say we have no king but Jesus? I'm, I'm sorry, but Caesar? <laughs> Even I'm getting confused with this contradictory doctrine. Wow. So, he says... The new teaching, so irreconcilable with the spirit of Judaism, which had only come into being about a hundred years before Messiah, containing within it the germs from which there could and must develop in course of time a non-Jewish and even anti-Jewish teaching. That is correct, because the Bible is not Jewish to any extent. 
Judahite and Israelite and Christian, yes, but not Jewish. So if you properly understand the Bible, then there will arise in you an anti-Jewish resentment for being lied to for the last 2,000 years. I hope we here at EFR are kindling this sense of resentment for the fact that two-thirds of our race have been exterminated in the world wars one, two, etc., and are still being exterminated by the Jewish proscription, sorry, prescription of multiculturalism and mass immigration into our white, formerly Christian nations. By the way, white liberals are just as flummoxed as white Christians, modern Christians. Dr. Klausner quotes the outstanding Christian theologian Adolf Harnack, who in his last work rejected the hypothesis of the Jewish origin of Christ's doctrine. Quote, Virtually every word he taught is made to be of permanent and universal humanitarian interest. The Messianic features are abolished entirely, and virtually no importance is attached to Judaism in its capacity of Jesus' environment. Well, Yes, Judaism, yes, because there is no such thing as Judaism in Scripture. That's a lie. That's the big lie. That's the first lie, that the Jews are Israel. Once you overcome that lie and understand that we, Celto-Iberian, Anglo-Saxon Christians of the Caucasus migration and the Celtic migrations are the real Israelites, and that no Jew wrote a word of Scripture, Old or New Testament, then your eyes will be awakened. Your mind will begin to see things, see through the fog of this phony doctrine called Judeo-Christianity. The Messianic feature is confined only to the covenant people, and they are us, not the Jews. There is no conflict between real Christianity and real Mosaism. Gershom Mamlach, an award-winning Jewish Zionist intellectual, recently claimed that the Jesus tradition is essentially the ultimate extension of ancient Greek Hellenism and is in direct conflict to Judaism's role as the chosen people. (laughs) Well, it has nothing to do with Greek Hellenism. We real Christians... Know that all that Paul argued against the Hellenistic tendencies of the early Christians because they were Hellenized Israelites of the Judeo-Christian world, and they were trying to preserve their pagan ideology and other philosophies. Not all their philosophy was pagan. Some of it was quite sophisticated and had nothing to do with paganism. It was uh, emerging science, as it were. Philosophy. Greek philosophy is not all pagan. But much of it they tried to impose upon emerging Christianity. And Paul argued against the tendencies that were both pagan and merely secular philosophy showing that it really had no basis. In fact, it was merely speculative philosophy by Grecified, Hellenized 
Israelites of the dispersion. And uh, they were trying to impose Greek ideas upon Scripture. Nevertheless, what he is saying is true in that many secular white people believe this nonsense that Christianity is really a, a Greek imposition on Scripture. Uh, but they believe it to be Jewish Scripture. But certainly, Christianity is in direct, real Christianity is in direct conflict with Judaism's claim to be the chosen people. Because the Jews have done nothing to either live out the Mosaic Law or anything that's called Christian. That's the real conflict, the fact that Jews do not live Old Testament law. They deny it in toto, in their Talmud. Mr. Mamlack, writing in the Theodore Herzl Foundation's magazine of Jewish thought, Midstream, maintains that the prevailing theory that Christianity originated in the spiritual realm of Judaism is anchored in a twofold misconception. One, the uniqueness of Judaism is confined to its monotheistic, monotheistic God's God concept. And two, the parting of the ways between Jesus' coterie and Judaism is seen as the result of the former's adaptation of the doctrines of Christology. Now, of course, both of these statements are false. You have to believe the lie that Judaism is actually Old Testament religion which it never was, Judaism is, as we have been telling you, the first replacement theology. When the Edomites of Judea began assuming the identity of Judah, and very few people seemed to be the wiser, Judaism is the first replacement theology. And, uh, but uh, the statement is well taken here because Judaism is not monotheistic. I mean, if, if you include their occult teachings, which many Jews believe it, and their satanic ritualism, it's obvious that Jews really believe in two gods. Or they pretend to believe in Yahweh, but really believe in Lucifer. That's what's really going on in Judaism. And part two, the parting of the ways between the Jesus coterie and Judaism is seen as the result of the former's adaptation of a... Well, that's the way the Jews and the secularists believe it. But we in identity know that the Old Testament was the covenant relationship between Yahweh and Israel never changed. And it was not between any Edomite Jews. There is no change whatsoever between the covenant people of the Old Testament and the covenant people of the New Testament because we have not been influenced by these false Jewish doctrines. And, of course, their bastard children, the modernists of ecumenism. The first misconception means, quote, 
when the affinity of G- the Jesus coterie with Judaism, it doesn't even w- want to pronounce the word Christianity. <laughs> this is how much, this is really how much the Jews hate Christianity. They don't want to even pronounce the word. But when they hyphenate it, they use it because they want to fool us. When the affinity of the Jesus coterie within Judaism is evaluated by common, there is no Jesus coterie within Judaism. They're all antichrists. You must believe that Judaism and Mosaism are the same religion in order to make sense, try to make sense of this statement. When the affinity of the Jesus coterie within Judaism is evaluated by common faith in the one, who's the one? He doesn't, allow, he doesn't want to use the name of Yahweh. Why? Because he's a Jew. The Jews don't use the name. Because the one they believe in is Lucifer. Severed from the believer's duty to execute the law of the one and to acknowledge the chosen nation of Israel as his instrument faith in the one becomes anti-Judaism par excellence. Well, if you understand that we, the Anglo-Saxon qualification people, are Israel, and we tend to obey his laws and the Jews don't, You can see through the lies, through the subtle deception of this Jewish faker, Dr. Mamlak. He continues, The conflict between Judaism and the Jesus tradition goes beyond the confines of theology. The Jesus tradition was the cosmopolitan renunciation of the national phenomenon in general and extreme hostility to the Jewish, not Israel, to the Jewish idea, replacement theology of the chosen people as a divine instrument for the perfection of the world. Well, I mean, the Jews rule the world as we speak. How is this perfection going? Evidently, the concept of a common Judeo-Christian tradition has more to do with post-1945 politics and a certain amount of public relations, and i.e. Jewish propaganda, than it does with historical and biblical reality. Nevertheless, a number of modern Christian polemicists have managed to mangle the New Testament verses in the drive to give a scriptural basis to their argument, yeah, by using the word Gentile to apply to chosen Israel, true Israel, Anglo-Saxon Israel, and give the Jews credit for being Judah and Israel, and the rest of us are Gentiles. Another lie. The, the brainwashing, I mean, in order to unbrainwash a Judeo, that is a Christian who believes the Jews are Israel, would require a full university course in deception. How the Jews have deceived us for the last 2,000 years. That's how much unlearning has to be done for most Christians before they will see the light. We can't blame them for being deceived by the Jew. But when you start to see contradictions, which they must see, 
you know, the Israeli state is one of the most violent and anti-scriptural, non-Mosaic law believing and acting nation on the face of the earth. They're ruthless genocidal maniacs. Every Christian Zionist has to see that. And they reject Jesus. You don't see that? But the Jew has that angle covered. How? It, the Jew viper, teaches that one day the Jews will convert to Christianity just when the Antichrist is revealed as if they aren't the Antichrist. And it's like Satan has anticipated every Christian objection to Christian Zionism, to Zionism per se. And the Jew stop. I mean, I'm sorry, the Christian stops thinking when the pat answer is delivered. And, but that's not an answer. It's a promise, an unfulfilled promise, which can never happen because the Jews aren't Israelites. The Jews will not convert. They will not stop doing evil in the world until Yashur comes with his flaming sword and wipes them out. That's real Christianity, folks. And I probably Dr. Mamluk would say, well, that's even more anti-Semitic than Judeo-Christianity. No, it's not, because you're not Semites. You're not Hebrews. You're not Israelites. So shut your face and stop lying to us. You have to become an expert at Deciphering Jewish lies, highly nuanced Jewish lies. Jesus said, Be ye therefore wise as serpents, yet harmless as doves. He said it, I did it. But that is what we have to be. We have to be wise. As serpents, yet gentle as doves, is another translation. In other words, we have to be Jew-savvy and obey Yahweh's laws. If you love me, keep my commandments. Did Yahshua create a a different set of commandments from his father, Yahweh? I don't think so, folks. He said, I and the Father are one. We are a unity. You cannot separate us. Although the Jews try to insist that we Christians separate the Son from the Father. No, there's just different incarnations, different elements, different, what's the best word? Uh, Offices. Different offices. I do the will of my Father. What don't they understand? It would be nice if a Jew did the will of Yahweh. Once in a while. But that never happens. Swelb Fox says, even Tex Mars believed the Jews were Israel. Yeah. 
although we were trying to educate him on that, and I think we were starting to get through to him, but Mars had written so many books with that assumption that he really couldn't uh, change this late in the game. He would have to disown all of the previous books who wrote. Nevertheless, he did put out good information about Jewish evil in the world. So he was getting close. He was getting close, but he had too much baggage, you know, too many books to sell to change his theology. But nevertheless, that's what he should have done. Because I believe he was beginning to see the light. And Harry Mack says, Esau used his free will to race mix with the descendants of Cain. Yes, he did. And those are the Jews of today. The descendants of Esau and the descendants of Cain. Yeah, Brother Abair says, If you are not Jew savvy, then you are the Jews' savory meat. They eat us up. All the day long. Because of our naivete and gullibility. Now, despite all the evidence to the contrary, that the Jews do nothing but evil in this world, the Christian Zionists and the brain-dead Christians in the Jew pew, listening to Jew spew, prefer sweet lies to the hard truth. Brainwashing is the most difficult thing to overcome. Let's face it, folks. Most Christians have been brainwashed by Jew spew for the whole of their lives. And the Jew knows this very well that nobody wants to admit having been wrong, especially if you believed something for 75 umpteen years. And along come these people calling themselves Christian identity, saying, nope, you're wrong. You've been wrong for 75 years. Sorry. Well, that is too much of a blow to the ego. This psychology. This is Luciferian psychology. The Jew knows that we Israelites have strong egos and we don't like to be contradicted. Don't you dare contradict us, Pastor Eli James, with your two-seed-line doctrine that says the Jews are Satanists, not Israelites. Don't you dare contradict the belief that I've had for 75 years. Uh, Well, the Bible says... You have to. You have to seek the truth. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And if you don't have a love for the truth, then you will continue to be deceived. I hate to say this, all Christians out there who might listen to this sermon. You have been lied to. The Jews are not Israelites. Jesus was not a Jew. And the Bible is not a Jewish book. Get those three lies out of your mind. If you keep believing these three lies, you will not see the kingdom. 
The kingdom cannot be run by brainwashed buffoons. You've got to take the time out and give the other side a fair hearing. You would, lo- you would want this if you were put on trial for a crime you did not commit. You would want the uh, defense lawyer to bring up witnesses in your defense, would you not? But you've only listened to one side. You have violated Yahweh's laws by not listening to both sides. Can you cuss? Can you honestly call yourself a Christian if you don't listen to both sides of the argument? It means you got a serious case of, I mean myself, I believe what I want to believe, and don't tell me anything different. And we're trying to be as non-confrontational as possible. Especially in our one-to-one dealings. But this is where we are beginning to see success. Our personal interaction with Christians on a one-to-one basis and in public meetings where we invite people who are searching for the truth to come to our meetings. And that's where we have most of our success. Because it's brotherly love that succeeds where theology and persuasion failed. But we will do part two of this sermon next week. Wonderful, wonderful website here. This is BibleBelievers.org. The article is entitled The Myth of a Judeo-Christian Religion. And we will pick up with this for part two next week. Thank you very much. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. See you next time. Thank you.